Welcome back to the Saturday Sports Show here on 102.9 CRCFM. We are continuing our League of Ireland preview this week with today's focus on the land of the tribesmen in the First Division. And to do so, I'm delighted to say I'm joined on the line by Galway United commentator Keane O'Connell. Keane, if I can begin with the spotlight on Galway United's pre-season under John Caulfield. I believe they've faced tough opposition in Premier Division outfits so far. Just how have they fared? Galway United have played very well in their two games so far, Quivine. Uh They played Finn Harps uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it, it wasn't the greatest of games, but it, it was a useful workout for both teams. Uh, yeah, Galway United had eventually prevailed on a 1-0 scoreline, a goal scored by uh, Francie Lomboto, who'd be a local Galway lad who's, who's very, very promising uh, and he's, he's looking good. He, he scored a couple of goals last season in the first division and he's, he's really an, a, an exciting prospect and I, I expect him to feature fairly prominently in, in the coming months. Then uh, during the week on Wednesday afternoon, they played out a, a very entertaining one-all draw with uh, Sligo Rovers who featured the majority of their, their first team. So it, it was it was a good game for Galway United who started well. Listeners might uh, know Porrick Cunningham, a Hedford native. He was he was Galway United's goal scorer in the second minute. He had a brief spell there for a couple of years when Kevin Walsh was in charge of the Galway senior footballers and he went uh, after he went in playing uh, senior into county football for a while, having already featured uh, for Galway United as a teenager and for maybe three or four seasons. So he's back in, in the League of Ireland fold and that's another big boost to, to John Caulfield's plans. John Caulfield, when he was in charge of Cork, actually tried to sign uh, Porrick Cunningham before before he decided to, to go down the Gaelic football route for a while. But he, he's he's a notable addition. But, but Galway United, ultimately, Cuevin, have played very well in, in, in their two games against good, solid Premier Division opposition. And they continued their preparations uh, on Saturday evening against Longford Town. In, an, in another, uh, uh, that's an away fixture now for Galway United. But it, it, things are looking good. However, you have to flip the coin and say that it's, it's a, looking like a particularly strong first division this year where you have the likes of Shelburne, Bray Wanderers, very, very talented football team who, who were quite unfortunate not to go up last season. UCD will always have, will always have good players and they've, they've added to their ranks with the three or four players who have plenty of League of Ireland experience. And then you'd have, obviously, other teams like Atlone Town have strengthened considerably with, a, with a, even me Stingerman. Uh, former Mayo panellist involved. So if a lot of strong teams in the first division this year, Cork City, of course, were, were relegated and they have plenty of, of young local talent. So it, it's looking like a really, really interesting first division where several teams will believe that they can attain top flight status for next year. Am I correct in saying, Keen, that Galway United have taken the plunge and turned professional for this upcoming season? Yeah, well, the, it, the, their training regime has is, is, is altered compared to the last couple of years. So at the moment they train, they train maybe four times during the week. Wednesday is usually their day off, and that's that's the that's the operation that's been implemented this year. It's morning training sessions. Now you'd have some of the players will be full time professional footballers. Then you have others who were combining it with their studies, and then you'd have some guys who were working as well. So it's it's a mix of full time professionals and guys who are who have day jobs. They just have been accommodated by their by their workplaces, etc. But yeah, long story short, it's a really, really good uh, setup that's been implemented by by John Caulfield, and he made a, a remarkable impact in the second half of last season. Galway United struggled in, in the early parts; they had a couple of draws, but they could have won. But when Caulfield came in, they won eight out of their last twelve league games while he was in charge, and came close to 
to gaining promotion. But you, you, in the off season, you've had maybe ten additions. Several players have left who just can't commit simply to the to the new training regime that's in place. But it, like it would be viewed in, in Galway that this is a this is a particularly exciting time for for Galway United, and chiefly that's down to to John Caulfield and and the effect he's had on the football club since he came in as manager. Yeah, it was a truly remarkable run of success that he had when he came to Galway and took that top job. Could you give us a background maybe on Caulfield himself? Some non-day-to-day League of Ireland viewers may have heard the name before and he's also a Connacht man, I believe. Yeah, it's a really interesting life story. He was born in America, but he grew up in Roscommon and even played minor football for Roscommon a long, long time ago. And... uh, he, he eventually moved to Cork, so he's, he's synonymous with the Cork City story and he played with Cork for years. I can remember him playing with Cork in the in the 90s and he, he was up front with Pat Morley and they had a formidable strike partnership and he, he was a very, very useful League of Ireland player. Then after his playing career, he got, got involved in the coaching side of things and he worked with clubs such as Avondale and Cork and then he went on and he had success calling a cup level with uh, UCC and he eventually took the Cork City job and he, he won he won a league, he won a double, he won a couple of FAI Cups and he really had a he really had a had a, had a huge impact with with Cork City as manager. Ultimately it ended in 2019. It was disappointment. Cork maybe had drifted having challenged Dundalk and had been involved in several really interesting uh, Premier Division title races when it was Caulfield against Stephen Kenny, the current Ireland manager, when he was in charge at Dundalk. And it was really, it was a really exciting time for, for the League of Ireland because Cork at the, had 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 maybe re-emerged under Caulfield's stewardship. It got back into the Premier Division when Tommy Dunn, who also uh, had a had a spell in charge of Galway United, he, he brought them back into the into the top flight. But Caulfield brought that brought the thing on in Cork and he really is a is he's a really charismatic figure, John Caulfield, and he seems to connect with. He's, a, I suppose, a, you could say it's a gift that he can connect with with different types of people. And the fact that he's managed, I think, at several div, different levels of the game, Queeby, that matters deeply because with Galway United, as we mentioned previously, there you have different types of players. You have full time players who are coming to the west of Ireland. You have others who who want to forge a career, young players and Galway United have plenty of good young emerging talent and it'll be it'll be interesting to see how much they can develop because Caulfield really wants to develop that aspect and a lot of players from Mayo obviously if Gary Boylan and Rory Keating is back playing in the domestic game after a good spell cross channel then you have guys from May or from Clare rather like Morris Nugent and Keelan O'D. so it, it's good that you have you have maybe people from the, the the west of Ireland, if you want to call it that, and that they're they're all kind of buying into what John Caulfield wants to do. And it's it's good that Gary Boylan, he's been very prominent in, in the two games. People will be I'm sure Mayo will be interested to to hear that. And Mayo obviously with a with a with a rich League of Ireland pedigree where you have guys playing with Sligo Rovers, you have David Cauley and Ronan Murray recently signing for 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 Drogheda United. Those guys played with Galway United previously, and the, the the Mayo League of Ireland connection is, is very strong, and it's 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 good for Galway United that you have the likes of uh, Rory Keating and Gary Boylan, uh, the Bell Mullet man involved for for the twenty twenty one campaign. Yeah, it's certainly one to keep an eye out on, and it is very exciting for this county to to follow the sons of the sport wherever they are playing. And that West of Ireland contingent there at Galway United does seem to be really growing in strength. 
Would it be fair to say, Keane, that John Caulfield has managed to grab Galway United by the scruff of the neck and in the hopes of awakening what is a sleeping giant there on the West Coast? Yeah, I, I think that anyone who's enthusiastic about Galway United would always feel that perhaps for too long the club is underachieved and hasn't hasn't delivered enough. And I think that John Caulfield sensed the potential within Galway United. But you have to be realistic too and say Galway United haven't haven't sampled any glory really since 1997. That was the last time Galway United won the League Cup. They won the FEI Cup in 1991. A couple of years later, they were they were relegated. They came back into the Premier Division, came third the early 90s when Tony Mannion was in charge. That was a that was a good timing in Galway United's history. But since then, Galway United ultimately have flattered to deceive really a, a, on a national stage. And they kind of traded on on promise and the belief that that good times were, were lay ahead or good times were in store. But I think at the moment there there is a, an increase in belief and, and and the momentum that was generated in the second half of last season. No, you could say the Galway United didn't get promoted in the end, but the fact that they went on a run and the fact that the additions that have been made in the off season, where you're, you're, you're talking about bringing in players, the caliber of Connor McCormack, who's who won a double with Cork city when, when John Caulfield was in charge, he's, he brings such experience to, to, to Galway United. You have other guys coming back from, uh, Connor O'Keefe, who's a Mullingar man, who's come back from New Zealand following a stint there. He's bringing plenty of plenty of footballing experience. You have Mikey Rowe, a guy that was in, in the in the states for a few years. He's coming back with with something to prove in the League of Ireland. And and Coffee just really seems to have kind of put a nice blend of he, he he's he's retained a lot of last season squad. And you've, as we said, you've you've nice nice good young players who, who who have who have plenty of potential but you're you're blending that alongside the likes of McCormack, Connor O'Keefe, the even uh, brother of uh, current Republic of Ireland international Ryan Manning, Ronan Manning. He he played particularly well last season for Atlone Town. He's back with Galway United. So you, you have a lot of these variables and I I, I, I believe that there's there's a real cause for optimism at the moment for Galway United simply because Caulfield, he's he, he he simply what he what he has done so far. He's kind of restored a bit of belief. He has that bit of passion himself, and I think that he he senses that that something could stir in 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 Galway, and that that'd be that'd be a, a belief for for people close to the club that they really think that that something something good and something exciting is about to happen. Yes, that's very true to say. You know, Galway United have been, I suppose, in the doldrums for a long period of time. Keen. And to see the optimism that is currently brewing at the moment with John Caulfield at the helm, with the young players that are coming through and consistently performing for him, what do you believe the expectations would be, bearing in mind it is quite a historically strong First Division Championship that we're looking at for the year ahead? I think Galway United have to aspire to, uh, to attaining promotion. That has to be the ambition, but... You also have to say that Shelburne are, have have come down and they've they've bolstered their squad with some some experienced and emerging players. If Yo Yo Maddy was was very very prolific for UCD last season, and he's a he's a good capture for for Shelburne, who have also added plenty of Premier Division experience to, to their squad, and they, they they have a formidable team for this level. And we mentioned Cork City, Bray Wanderers, UCD at Lone Town, and a, a much improved at Lone Town under. Uh, Adrian Carberry and they've they've added several experienced League of Ireland operators to, to their squad too. But 
I think being clinical, Galway United know that they they they, ha- they have sufficient talent to, to launch a real a real sustained bid for promotion, and that that has to be that has to be the objective. The, the, the there's sufficient talent in the squad to, to make a real bold bid for for a promotion. We w- we will certainly acknowledge Shelburne's Shelburne's strength, and Shelburne at this. Uh, point will be the favourites but the first game of the season is edging closer March 26 at Eamon DC Park all United against Shelburne that will really be a revealing game because Galway United will want to make a, a, a positive early statement on home turf it's just it's just strange at the moment because in Galway Galway United while there's no spectators allowed to the games last season and there won't be for a considerable amount of time there, there is a bit of a buzz about again, and that matters in 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 in, in the town and around it, in the towns around the place, because you've you've guys from different parts of Galway involved, the likes of Parry Cunningham from from Headford. So that there is a real, there's a real hope that Galway United can can do something in in uh, in the coming weeks and months. You mentioned, of course, the reality of no fans in the stadiums. Is there going to be a way for fans to follow Galway United throughout the season? And to log on somewhere to watch that clash against Shelburne on March twenty sixth. Yeah, it's slightly changed circumstances this year. There will be a streaming service uh, uh, made available in the last couple of weeks. The FEI has announced uh, it's a it's a welcome development for the for the for first division uh, clubs and for uh, women's national league clubs that uh, a service that presently the cameras are being installed in. Uh, in, in all the various venues around the ground and uh, there will be a streaming service uh, LOI TV being offered by the, by the FEI which is a, is a good thing because last last year Galway United supporters were fortunate that their home games were broadcast by by the club and that that was that that brought in some revenue to the club and it, it, it enabled people to, to to follow the games and to watch the games but they centralized centralized service is welcome simply because home and away games will now be broadcast so every fixture involving Galway United will be available for Galway United followers no more than Shelburne followers can watch all their games home and away last season you had a situation where Galway United's home games were available and the service was good and it was it was it was it was lauded by by supporters in the west and throughout the country but sometimes then when Galway United played on the road uh, that there wasn't a similar service available at different clubs, but the the, the new centralised uh, system is welcome for those who are interested in, in the League of Ireland, and it, it's a it's it's a good thing that while people can attend games, that they at least they can watch them from the comfort of their, of their own homes. And it, it's strange because at the moment, as we alluded to there, for Galway United putting on your Galway United hat, while nobody can go to the games, or a limited amount of people can, will be allowed to go to the games. It, Galway and I are very much in the conversation in Galway and that hasn't been the case for quite some time. That makes a huge difference and Galway of course much like the rest of the west of Ireland is a sporting mad part of the world and having players spread right across Connacht as you mentioned there there is kind of this shared optimism and enthusiasm about 2021 and the season that whatever may develop from it. What style of football has John Caulfield brought to Eamon DC Park and how can you expect to see that develop coming into the new season? The, the main thing that I would say about John Caulfield's team is the high tempo, high intensity, the complete honesty of effort. It might be a, a, a basic requirement, but that, that passion that Caulfield has is, is evident in his, in his teams. And especially last season, Galway United in that winning run when they were driving for promotion. In that run when they won eight out of 12 games, three of those 
games were, were, were won at the death in injury time or last minute goals. And traditionally, Galway United, <laughs> Galway United are usually the ones being sucker punched rather than administering that, those sucker punches. So that was really a welcome thing that Galway United, and, and you have to say that like some of the players have, have, have departed the club and Caulfield now in 2021, he will have, this, the squad is a squad that he assembled uh, last year. He, 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 he did his utmost. It wasn't, it wasn't a, a good start to the season for Galway United. It was unfortunate because Alan Murphy is such a club stalwart, record league goal scorer, the Ballinrobe native, really a, a man that's synonymous with the Galway United story. But just unfortunately, it just didn't work out at the start of last season. Everything kind of conspired against Galway United. You know, a couple of postponements early on and there was a few disappointing draws and then obviously COVID kicked in and then the, the, the season restarted and Galway United just didn't hit the hit the ground running when that season restarted. And ultimately Alan Murphy left the club. But that was a, it was a disappointment because so many people would have such respect and regard for, for what Alan Murphy did on the field of play and also off the field of play. Because if you look at a lot of the emerging players in, in the Galway United squad, it shouldn't be forgotten that Alan Murphy gave them their, their chance in the League of Berlin game and he helped develop uh, a lot of these ex- exciting uh, players who, who who should flourish in the in the maroon jersey in the next couple of months. With regard to some of that talent that is emerging at the moment, you mentioned Galway man Francis Lombato, and you have several other emerging talents coming through with a very nice blend of experience, like so Connor O'Keefe and uh, Connor McCormick that you mentioned. Keen, are there any other names that we could maybe begin to be hearing a lot more about in the coming year ahead as they emerge in that maroon jersey? Yeah, we have Ronan Manning, uh, the brother of, of, of Ryan Manning. He's a very, very skillful player and he enjoyed a really productive campaign with at Lone Town last season. And it's good to see him uh, back in a, in, in a Galway United jersey. So he's, he's definitely one to, to keep an eye on. Then you have other, other uh, exciting players that, that, that should see action. You have Colin Kelly back with Galway United. He, he, a couple of years ago in the opening game of the season, Galway United lost 3-2 to, to Shelburne, but it was a really youthful Galway United that season under Alan Murphy. But Colin Kelly scored uh, a remarkable goal in that game as a 17-year-old. But he's, he's still a teenager. He, he uh, played a couple of games last year for Currafin in the Galway Senior Football Championship. And I know that they were uh, slightly disappointed that he won't be able to commit to, to Gaelic football as much due to the fact that he's going to play in the League of Ireland. So he's He's a, he's, a, he's a promising player, left footed player, very technical, great set piece, uh, uh, great set piece merchant too. So he he he's another player. Him and Ronan Manning, then other, other players. Wilson Waweru, he made an impact last season as a as a as a front runner for Galway United. But they've plenty of attacking options. Porrick Cunningham, Rory Keating, of course, uh, Lomboto, and Wilson Waweru. That's 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 a that's that's that they four strikers there who who all. Have have something to offer, but there's there's there really is there really is optimism attached to to to, to Galway United this year. They be the they be the emerging players in, in the West that uh, that would be worth keeping an eye on if, if people were tuning into the games. Have there been any noticeable movements towards embracing what is becoming the post Brexit footballing landscape? There was news, of course, of former Dundalk goalkeeper Gary Rogers signing up as the chief scout within this country for George Mendes's Gestafute agency. Of course, we know them for representing the likes of Cristiano Ronaldo, Matt Doherty, of course, the Irish international, and many players at Wolves, Valencia, and across the European continent. Would Galway be able to maybe capitalise on 
bringing in some foreign players or perhaps putting some of their own on the shop window? Well, I definitely think some of them will be in the shop win- window. And Gary Rogers, like what a career he had. He had a spell with, with, with Galway United too. And he was an interested spectator at Wednesday's friendly between Galway United and, and Sligo Rovers. A thorough gentleman, like one of the... One of the the most decent guys that you could come across in the League of Ireland is Gary Rogers, and he's a very, very interesting role. And it's it's uh, it's good to talk to Gary Rogers always because he he's he's uh, he's synonymous too with let's say the development of Raymond Gallagher, the current All Star uh, goalkeeper. Gary Rogers was uh, Cavan's goalkeeping coach when when Raymond Gallagher was transferred formed into into a goalkeeper. So he's a really really. Uh, breadth of knowledge uh, Gary Gary Rogers has but he I, I certainly think that you could see players like Lomboto like Waweru like uh, Manning that like, they, they have a they have an arena in which to demonstrate their talent at the moment and the fact that all the games are going to be are streamed and at the moment uh, footage is available for anyone to have, have a look at them you only have to uh, point to uh, one former Galway United teenager Dara Costello who's currently uh, playing under tw- at under 23 level with uh, with Burnley he played for Galway United a couple of years ago as a teenager he made his debut as a 15 year old and then he played a season uh, played a full season when he was only 16 and uh, like now he's he's with Burnley cross channel so the, 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 the League of Ireland is a really good shot window for young players and if, if you're playing first team football when you're 17, 18, 19 you're acquiring a lot of experience and some of these Galway United players they might only be young I'm talking about the likes of Morris Nugent or even Wilson Waweru but they've plenty of experience uh, already acquired even though that even though they're fairly young and the League of Ireland at the moment overall it, 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 I I, I you think it's fair to say the average age of the majority of teams continues to 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 go down. So there's there, there is a real there's a real it's a fact that the, that it is a shop window for 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 young and emerging talent to to, to demonstrate what they're capable of. And when you have agents tr- throughout Ireland and throughout Europe uh, monitoring events, it, it could be interesting to see where where guys go because they might necessarily go to the UK as much anymore. That's all to be determined, but you have technical players. Look at Jack Byrne; he's currently in Cyprus. I know he's injured, but like the traditional footballing roots, the world maybe is a smaller place now. So you you could see in the next few years, Irish players going. They obviously will go to England. Those uh, the really talented players, but they might go elsewhere too, and that that'll be worth keeping an eye on for sure. Yeah, the well-worn path to the UK might be quite different with this new reality of uh, signing players from abroad for British football clubs. Just before I let you go, Keen, for those people who, who do want to watch Go United in the next uh, few weeks and months ahead, will the LOI TV be able to offer commentary with the subscription package? I know it's the... Uh, the camera that is being installed I think it came under a slight bit of controversy in October in the Scottish League for following the bald head of a linesman because it's supposed to track the football itself what will the setup look like for the viewers? Well that's all been determined uh, at the moment the clubs are uh, currently being trained up uh, by the FEI and by staff of the company Pixelot, uh, who who are, in, who are presently installing these cameras throughout the country, but I think in the first division, it, I'm led to believe that it'll be up to the 
the home club of the respective fixture to, to determine what type of a package that they want to go for on particular games. But ultimately, the, I, I've, I've seen the camera that's been installed in, in Eamon DC Park in Galway. There's, there's, it's basically mounted with four cameras, uh, four cameras that are all in, on, on the one uh, on, 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 on the one frame really and uh the the there's if people are interested there, last season they did a a trial uh during a wnl game uh, in the women's national league between atlone town and bohemians and that game at lissy woolen and, and it worked quite well and the, the, the service was was good so that's available for people to see on youtube so it, it seems to seems to have worked quite well and the fei are very enthusiastic about it the clubs are seem to be on board and it's, it's good for, for our first division clubs and for for the, the Women's National League, which is another uh, growth area in, 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 the, in the Irish sport, sporting landscape. So it, it's, it's all to be determined precisely what, what package is, is to be put together, but I'm sure it'll, it'll be good. And for, for those interested in, in the League of Ireland, it, it, I'm sure it'll, it'll provide a good service, I hope. Fantastic stuff. Keen O'Connell of Galway United. Many thanks for taking our call here on the Saturday Sports Show. And I wish yourself and all the crowd at Galway United and Eamon DC Park much success in the year ahead. Thanks, Creepy.